Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Just say this. To those of you celebrating with us on new homes and stuff, don't worry. You're believing God for a new home. It's on the way. Keep tithing. Keep giving. Keep giving first fruits and offerings and tithes. God's got his hand on you. The, hey, the best days of your life are ahead of you. Mark my words. I said it Sunday. Let me say it again. Mark his word. Really, mark it with a, a highlighter because he's promised you. He promised you, man. He promised you your time is now. You, your time is now. The promises of Jesus are yes and amen in his name. Now, Acts chapter 2. Let's go on to verse 39. The Apostle Peter is talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit here. You say, man, well, I don't believe that. Well, check your heart. You're a believer, right? You believe, you got to believe the word. Said this Sunday, let me say it again. Some things bear repeating. All of God's promises, prophetic or otherwise, in Scripture, either have been fulfilled, are being fulfilled, or will be fulfilled. Watch it. Watch it this year. Things are happening. Things are happening. There's been panic on the East Coast. Have you heard about it? Somebody hacked a pipeline, the Colonial Pipeline. Folks are putting gasoline in plastic bags. Wow. Something's going on. You say, man, is that in Scripture? Well, there's, there's some chaos predicted in Scripture, so get ready. God's always so merciful because he allows things to happen, you know, like COVID. And he's saying, get ready. I can hear the voice of the Lord tonight saying, get ready, my people. Get ready. Make sure your heart's right. Make sure your stuff's in order. Make sure you have plenty of coffee at home, you know, to drink, you know, just whatever. But get ready. Get ready. Be wise. Remember, the wise man and woman sees danger coming, Scripture says, and they prepare themselves. You prepare your heart. You prepare your finances. Pay some stuff off, whatever. God's given you grace and time. I remember years ago, Mom had prayed and prayed that God would show them and, and speak to them. And the time came for them to pay off their house, I remember. And Mom said, this is, this is a great time because this helps us to prepare for the future. Every step you take that's in the right direction is something good for the future. His promises, I believe this about God's promises, are steps. They're steps in the right direction all the time. You guys have heard me use this example, and I love this. The guy that used to work for my father-in-law, he used to say, steppers just keep on stepping, boss man. I say, what does that mean? It means you keep taking steps. Steppers just keep stepping every day. Keep taking steps according to the promise of God. Look at the promise of the Holy Spirit, man. You keep moving in God. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Huh, God has called you. Let's go on to the next verse. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time. I bet he did. Strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. How do you save yourself? By believing in Jesus. Is this generation we live in now any more crooked than then? Oh, yeah, I think it probably is. And it was bad back in the times of Rome. They were perverted and twisted. Here we are again. Time has gone full circle. It's another season. We are headed to the book of Revelation. Mark my words. Some people say, man, I don't want it. I'm not ready. Uh -huh. When people aren't ready, that means they love their life more than God's word. 
Let me repeat that. When people aren't ready for God to do the next thing, God to bring the end times, they love their life more than his word. God's going to give you a good rest of your life, however long that is. I'm believing that we ain't going to have to die, so that's encouraging. I'm believing you're going to see the rapture in Jesus' name. Can I, am I saying, thus saith the Lord? No, but I mean, it could be around the corner. Some say, man, it could be 10 years. Okay, man, they've predicted, look at this. People are looking at me like this. What? They predicted at one point and then started to retract it because they don't want people to panic. It's for our own good, right? They predicted an asteroid's going to hit in 2029. An asteroid. They say, what? Yeah, on a Friday the 13th. Can you believe that? <laughs> Friday, April the 13th, two days before my birthday. So, you know, I mean, who knows what that means. But is that the day? Well, that's man's wisdom using scientific stuff, technology. That has its limits. That's great. But. Scripture says stuff like that's going to happen. So eventually all truth lines up with God's word if it's really truth. So is it going to be that day? Here's an odd part of that prediction. Those that are in the know said, astronomers and such, they said if, if for some reason it misses us, and it can miss us obviously, it's going to slingshot into space and hit us almost exactly seven years later. <laughs> Does that sound biblical to you? I'm not making this up. Look it up. The name of the asteroid is Apophos. It is, Apophos is a great, exciting, encouraging name. Apophos is the Egyptian god of chaos. Get ready. Get ready. Scripture. So once again, Scripture has either been fulfilled. You know how many prophecies were fulfilled in Jesus' life? Dozens and dozens. Where he was born, how he was going to die, how he was going to live, what he was going to do. Prophecies in Scripture have either already been fulfilled, are being fulfilled, or will be fulfilled. Watch it. Look at what's going on in the Middle East right now. Israel and Gaza at war again. Folks are like, Israel shouldn't do that. They're the aggressor, are they? It's always Gaza that starts it, and Israel, Israel does not play. Talk about overkill. You ever heard of a counterpunch? I remember in boxing, remember Mike Tyson and, and these big heavyweights, strong dudes. I, I love this. Evander Holyfield said one time, it was before he fought Tyson in November of 1996. Evander Holyfield said, the only person that ever hit me and I couldn't hit back was my mama. Evander Holyfield said, I'm Tyson's going to hit me, I'm going to hit him back. And he whipped the fire out of Mike Tyson that night. People go back, you know, the Tyson fans go, they were bumping heads and he was headbutting him. I saw Holyfield kick his tail. That's what I saw. And you know what? Israel, what God has given him, the gifts God has given them, they have an amazing, amazing counterpunch. So when people start up with them, Israel's a peace-loving nation. No matter what you read in the news, really, really study history. They're not, they're not just attacking people and stuff. They, you punch them, they will hit you back 10 times, 100 times harder. It's just the way it is. America, we used to be that way. I don't, I don't know now, but... They're, they're serious. Why? Because they're a tiny little country. They can't afford to lose a war. If they lose a war, they lose everything. The goal of the surrounding nations for Israel is to push them into the ocean and destroy them. But God's word is true. Israel is a nation after 2,000 years, and they're still holding strong, and that's another sign of the coming of Jesus. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day. 
Can you imagine the first time he stood up and preached a sermon, 3,000 people got saved and baptized. (laughs) What a record. I think the first time I preached, one person got their heart right, maybe five. I don't even think they got saved. I don't know, maybe. that's you know. I was standing right up here. It was at, a, it was at an academy chapel service. Mom said, would you, would you minister the word? I said, okay. I think it was 19, 1999. I, I ministered the word, man, and some people got touched, but it wasn't like that. 3,000 in all. Let's go on to the next verse. All the believers, someone say all. Wow. So the apostles were teaching the word, and it doesn't, it doesn't say some of the believers. It says all the believers. You know that was a move of the, of the Holy Spirit. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. All. Why sit there with the apostles if you're not going to listen, right? That was the way the believers thought. So they showed up. And they, they sat down at the apostles' feet and they learned. What does apostle mean? Apostle means messenger. In this case, it was the original leadership of the church of Jesus. All right? All the believers, someone say all. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. What is fellowship, anybody? Fellowship is hanging out, spending time together. That's not hard, huh? Everybody in here is good at that to some point, to some point, right? They just they spent time together to fellowship. They would gather together like us. This is fellowship. That's the Bible word for hanging out with other believers. And to sharing in meals including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. So, let's go back. Let's go back there. They devoted themselves, look, there's a teaching in here, look at this. There's a, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, being together, right? Bible studies, hanging out with other believers, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper. And what else? And to prayer. Those are powerful points for believers. And to prayer. Never forget prayer. Let's go on to the next verse. A deep sense of awe. Awe can be a solemn type of emotion. Awe can be wonder and seriousness about something that has happened or amazement. All right? Wonder. A deep sense of awe came over them all. This is talking over them all. It says over them all. Someone take that as apostles, believers, and the other people in the crowd watching them that weren't believers yet. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. The book of Acts goes on to talk about that. Okay? And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. That is powerful. Government-ordained socialism does not work. When it is a commandment that you need to give your money away, that doesn't work very well, does it? But when you get fill people with God, they go, man, this stuff's not important. I'll share with you what I had. And they did it. I'm not calling that socialism, but I'm just saying that they all shared everything. One scripture said they had everything in common. They shared their stuff, man. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. That is powerful. That is a sense of community. That is a sense of unity. And that is a sense of what? <laughs> I feel like that is a sense of greatness when you can unite yourself. Scripture says in Psalm 133 that unity is where God commands the blessing. All right? 
where there's jealousy and envy, there's strife and every evil work. When people are mad and competing and stepping on each other, climbing the corporate ladder. But God has called us to share time, share resources, share energy, share love, and be together. Let's go back. Let's go back to the verse before that, Meha. They met together in one place and shared everything they had. Okay, next verse. Thank you. They s- look at what they did even. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. You think God blessed them? Yes. I remember years ago, my mom and dad gave some property to the church here. And that blessing never seemed to run out after that. It doesn't always come back when you want it to, but it comes back. They gave some property to the Lord, to his work here, and God just blessed it and blessed it and blessed them and kept blessing them and blessed it. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. That is between you and God. You are not under any compulsion to do stuff like that. But as you give tithes, offering, fill up someone's tank with gas, give them groceries, give something away, God is always on it. How many of you like shoes in here? I love this example. You like shoes? I feel like the poor, the, the more poor you were raised, the more you, you like shoes. I was raised pretty poor. I dig shoes, man. They're cool. I notice people's shoes. I'm like, those are cool. All right. I notice men's shoes, women's shoes, kids' shoes. I just notice shoes. I still remember my first pair of Nikes in seventh grade. I thought, man, my dad is really going out on a limb for me. He spent 35 bucks for those. They were leather. Not pleather. They make pleather shoes now. Plastic, fake leather. Even a lot of the Jordans, they're not leather anymore. But they were these cool Nikes with the Velcro strap. Man, I wish I had those. I'd wear them. My wife may not like them, but I'd like them. They were gray, white, and I think there was a blue Nike sign, I think. But they had a leather. I mean, they had a a little Velcro strap and laces. They were so cool. I'm going somewhere with this. You guys have heard this example. Did you know I always have good deals on shoes? Because I give shoes away. All glory to God. Praise God. I like shoes, but there's been times I had great shoes that I loved, and I'd go, man, you want these? I was like, Lord, that hurt, man. That really hurt. (laughs) I liked those. But God blesses me with good deals on shoes or free shoes, and it's time to give them away or sell them cheap or whatever, but I love to... And I love to give shoes to people who really need them. I love that. That is so fun. You know what else? One time I gave away, I bought a lawnmower. I'll never forget this. I bought a lawnmower for someone. And years later, when I had my own house, people started giving me lawnmowers. One was 50 bucks on the Hobbs garage sale, and it was a good lawnmower. And I turned around and sold that one for like 75 and it was a good deal for someone else. And then someone else came with a brand-new Honda lawnmower. And I was like, Pastor Matt, that was 2012. Gave me a brand-new lawnmower. That thing's still running good. Because I sold a lawnmower. Give and you shall receive. All right? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall men give unto you? It'll fall into your lap, one translation says. And however you give, whatever measure you use to give, it will be measured back to you. All right? So remember, Scripture says, the generous soul will be watered. Those who water others will be watered. Let's go to the next verse. They worshiped together at the temple each day. Wow, that's beautiful. Met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared. It says it again. Are you guys catching this? They worshiped together at the temple each day. Each day. Wow. Met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. That is beautiful. 
all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. There are seasons of great favor, huh? Seasons of great favor. Be encouraged in that. You're going to have great favor, but we're also going to see some persecution. There's going to be people going in the world as the world gets worse and go, why are you blessed? Why do you think the Jews got in trouble with Hitler? That was one of the reasons they got they got in trouble with Hitler between World War One and World War Two. He said, man, this is all the Jews fault. They were blessed. People would struggle. They were blessed. Did you know during the blue bubonic plague? Almost said the blue bonic plague. The I don't think they turned blue when they had it. The bubonic plague. In the Middle Ages, 1400s, 1500s, the Jews didn't get it because of their health practices. They would bury people outside of their city. People were ignorant. They didn't wash their hands. The Jews were following the Old Testament rituals. You ever read the Old Testament? It was very clean. God didn't explain to everyone why, but there were germs involved. God is all-wise and all-knowing. And in the Middle Ages, people were mad at the Jews. They said, they're into witchcraft because they're not getting the plague. No, bruh, they just washed their hands. I mean, one great, I thought last year we were going to for sure already be into flying cars and different stuff, but we all learned how to wash our hands again. And you can still go to public restrooms. I've seen them. I don't go to women's restrooms because I am a man. That's a whole other story we won't get into tonight. Don't get me on my soapbox about all that weirdness. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But I, I see men in public places. I'm all washing my hands. They're, they're walking out. I'm all, they didn't learn. Is it COVID? No, it's just dirty, man. You shake someone's hand and it smells dirty, and you're like, what happened? You know, that's crazy. God's going to bless you and favor you. You keep putting him first, but there will always be seasons where someone's jealous of you. Right here, they enjoyed the goodwill of all the people. Man, I believe we're in that season right now, but on and off in different places in America, people stand up for what's right as believers, and they get taken to court. One couple didn't want to bake a cake for a gay wedding. You guys remember that one? I think there was an Oregon one, maybe a Colorado one. And they, they're just, oh, they're, you're hateful. Wait, growing up, didn't, didn't business owners get to decide what they did? And I don't mean for color, because that's messed up. You need to honor all people as equals, men and women and white and black and and. and and red and yellow and whatever other beautiful colors under the sun, that, that skin tone. But I remember back in the day, you'd walk up to the door and it'd say, no shirt, no shoes, no service. They didn't want you wandering in the store without your shirt on, okay? But then I went to a store in Cloudcroft one time, and it said, no shirt, no shoes, don't worry about it. Come in anyway, we need the business. Great. That was up to them, though. But now as believers, get ready. If you take a stand, they're going to call it hate speech. In Scotland, they're already saying the Bible is hate speech. In Scotland, there's something going on over there. They should know better than that. They should know better than that. And it's, it's crazy because if you don't agree with them, they say you're hateful. But they don't have to agree with you as a believer. They don't have to agree with you, but if you don't agree with their, their lifestyle, then you're a hater. People say, you're just not enlightened. People should be able to love who they want. Hey, I'm not saying I accept it, but people, they should. Everyone has a free will. Do what you do, man. But I want God's favor more than man's favor. 
I want God's favor more than man's favor. But the seasons of favor with people, we're going to believe God for that. But there's going to be other seasons. It won't be that easy. And you'll see, God's going to always take care of you, though. Mark my words. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Isn't that powerful? Every day, every day people were getting saved. Man, the church was brand new. It was in its infancy. Here's, here's something fascinating I want to share with you all about the church tonight. Search your Bible and the church, not a building, remember? The body of Christ was never mentioned until Jesus started talking about it. He said, I will build my church. I will build my community. Basically, he's saying, I will build my body and the gates of hell cannot stop it and will not be able to prevail against it. But this was something the Apostle Paul throughout the New Testament refers to it as a mystery. Why? These amazing prophets in the Old Testament. You ever read through Isaiah? He's predicting stuff for Israel and other places. He's predicting the come of Jesus. He's predicting the coming of Jesus. He's predicting the birth of Jesus by a virgin. He's predicting the end of the world and, and the new kingdom and when the Lord takes over the planet and reigns from Jerusalem. And he never once mentions the church. It was a mystery. You are part of something amazing. This was hidden. Did you know had it not been a mystery? The enemy, Satan, would have been better prepared to fight against it. But God dropped it on him like a bomb. Like that song by the Gap Band, You Dropped a Bomb on Me. You remember that song? That's a jam, by the way. I remember I first got married, I'd show that to Jen. I said, look at that, baby. And look, they're mentioning just like Adam and Eve. Look at that. Look at that. There's some godliness in that old funk song or dance song or whatever, disco. But God did. He dropped a bomb on them. It was a surprise because why? The church was a mystery. Now you're part of that amazing mystery. People can't stop it. They don't understand it completely. Some people hate it. You say, man, the church, the building? No, not denominations. You, me, every believer out there who believes and calls on the name of Jesus, that is the church, the body of Christ, and you're part of it. You are part of it if you want to be. That's up to you. If you want to be. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those we're being saved. We finished chapter 2 tonight. Let's bow our heads and pray. God is faithful, man. Thanks for your amazing attention span. Lord, we trust you tonight. We honor you. We thank you because you're good. We thank you for your word, Lord. We will go back to your word and we'll circle around and go back to your word and go back to it and go back to it and keep believing it. And as we believe it, we will obey it. As we believe your word, we will share it, God. I thank you tonight, Father, because you're ministering to your people through your word. Remember, man of God, I think he wrote this book, I, I don't know if it was in the 70s or 80s. Was it Pastor Schuler? He wrote a book that said, tough times never last, but tough people do. <laughs> so hang in there. Scripture says, if you faint in the day of adversity, if you give up when times are rough, your strength is small. Another verse says, but those that persevere, those that endure to the end, Matthew chapter 24, they shall be saved. Hmm. Say, no, I accepted Jesus, but I, I just lost my faith. No, you accept him and you stick with it. You don't know, huh? -uh. You hang in there. Keep the faith.
stay connected. Five words for you tonight. Something that God has been speaking to me about. Keep the faith. Stay connected. Through the tough times, through the questionable times, and the world's been talking about in these uncertain times. Man, if we talked about Jesus as much as the world and cable and, and legacy media and social media talked about COVID, wow, we'd be at a different level, right? 24 hours a day they're talking about COVID. Anything to keep your eyes off Jesus. Anything. You say, man, that's not what it is. Well, what is it then? <laughs> Anything to keep your eyes off God. Anything to just put your faith in the government and not in God. No, uh, don't do that. You keep trusting God. Those who believe will believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently, faithfully, consistently seek him. He rewards those who seek him. God blesses consistency. God honors your faith. God honors your belief. Tonight, is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice that would say, Pastor Matt, I need to just get my heart right with God. I believe everybody in here has accepted Jesus. But if you need to get your heart right with God, just raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. Those joining us on live stream, God bless you. God bless you for your courage. Thank you. We're going to pray right now as a family. God is with you. God is for you. He's not against you. He wants you to do right. You are his prized creation. The apple of his eye, Scripture says. Everyone, go ahead and say this in a strong voice. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm a believer. I've made some mistakes, but Lord, I confess to you right now. My sin, my mistakes, my lack of faith, forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I will follow. I will not turn to the left or to the right. Straight ahead. With you, God. For you. Because I believe. Thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. I treasure it. I believe you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 